Hello, Homemaker. This is Michelle, and I'm joined by my friend Tori. We hope that you will grab a cup of coffee or tea and join us for a fun conversation today. Okay, so welcome back to the Hello Homemaker podcast. We're going to be coughing through this a little bit, maybe. Um, Snibbles. Yeah. Tori and I are joined, you might hear a male voice with us today, that's a little strange for our podcast, but uh, Tori and I are joined by my husband, Adam, and uh, we apologize that it took so long to get this episode out. We have had um, just life, we've just had, you know, sickness and and injury and vacation and all kinds of things that just kept us apart. But um, we've heard from you. We, I've gotten messages that said, hey, I started listening to your podcast and I really like it. And when are you putting out a new episode and that kind of thing. So we're excited that people are listening and enjoying it. Uh, and so we just thank you for being here. And uh, yeah, as promised, this is a gardening episode and we are right here in gardening season I spent seven hours in the greenhouse yesterday oh, wow. afternoon oh my gosh <laughs> that might be why my back hurts so bad today just yeah you know standing repetitive motion the whole day you know pretty much um potting up our tomatoes and herbs and flowers and all kinds of stuff so um but that was like that was like my therapy I loved it mm-hmm. I loved it it was it was yeah. a good thing mm-hmm. you know there's like all these studies on have you read any studies about like the like emotional, psychological, like benefits of having your hands in the dirt. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's been a while, but I knew there was that was yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, I think that's really interesting. It's yeah. healing. It's healing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd rather I'd much rather be outside doing outside chores, mm-hmm. not really chores, but then inside having I my hands in the dirt. I guess it has to do with grounding, you know, mm-hmm. just being barefoot and that kind of thing. Yeah, Some kind of a Electrical type thing or whatever. You know, <laughs> yeah, we're not technical too. people. Yeah. We don't know what all the terms yeah. are, but um, but yeah, and just the spiritual aspect of yeah, we we came from the dirt, so mm-hmm. I mean that's kind of cool to think about. Yeah, I mean we did come from it, and yeah. the the bacteria in the soil is the same or similar as what's inside of us. Yeah. So it's they're like cousins, as Jim Salatin says. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when yeah. you go get a carrot out of the garden and you just wipe it off on your yeah. pants and eat it, yeah, and, it, and those bacteria meet. Like, oh, hey, cousin! <laughs> yeah. you know, I remember you. So, cool. <laughs> so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've had a few questions. Do you? Would you like to start with the question, and then we'll uh, we might have similar questions. We don't. Tori and um, I don't even know what each other is asking. So. I know, right? <clears throat> Well, I'll ask a question first. Oh, yeah. What, <laughs> yeah. Take over. <laughs> Take over. <laughs> I mean, what, Please. what got y'all into into this? Like, mm. what? how have your interests changed in the last, how, how long oh, has it been? Gosh. A couple years, really, mm. since you both? Well, she, she got into it before I did, really, the gardening stuff. So. Yeah. Really? <laughs> <laughs> She's looking at me like, what? Oh, um, I, I don't know if that's accurate. Yeah, I think so, because... Well, yeah. Well, Adam mentioned um, Joel Salatin, and I guess, was it about that time I read Pigness of Pigs? Is that the name of it? Yes. Marvelous Pigness of Pigs. And I remember texting you, like, have you read this book? And you're like, Adam has the library of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but coming into that and just um, saying, man, like, once you know, then you know. Yeah. You know, like, to eat real food and 
how rewarding mm -hmm. it is to grow your own food. Yeah, you texted me and you you said, "Have you um, have you seen this?" And we were, I was like, "Yes." I know it was the strangest thing when you texted me because I'm like. <laughs> What is she She's doing reading that book? Joel Salatin? Like, what in the world has happened to Tori? And, um, but it made me excited. And I, I think we were in the car together when I got that text. And I was like, you won't believe what Tori just texted me. And, um, and I told him. And I said, it's just so exciting to me when, like, friends that I already bond over other things, mm -hmm. with spiritual things especially, um, when we start having even more common yeah. interests that we can discuss and study together and things, that's just really exciting to me. So I was excited when you texted me that. And then it's just kind of snowballed from it there. Yeah. And just the, just the realization that I, I can do that, you mm -hmm. know, just like with sourdough, I failed a couple of times, but kept trying, you know, mm -hmm. and like, I can do this. I can make our bread and I can sow seeds and, and get the fruit of the ground and, and feed my family. Like that's mm -hmm. so rewarding. Yeah. It's like a whole nother world, isn't it? Yes. It's like yeah. you, you don't realize it exists until someone opens your eyes and you're like, oh, that's, that sounds right. Yes. <laughs> Let's yeah. do that. And um, I think, well, for me, it was just, well, I don't really know. I mean, you were, <laughs> the other day you were like, your interests have just changed, you know, like, it, and it has. I don't know really. I think maybe giving up my business <clears throat> last year, the first of this year was like very, um, freeing to me to kind of explore things that I, to see what I am interested in. Because before with the garden, it was really Adam. I just kind of like, you just tell me what to do. I'll help you work the garden, but it's not something like I would take control of or feel like I could hmm. do well or anything like that. Um, but I can take direction. So just tell me what to do and I'll do it. And now, um, he gave me a little garden spot. So I'm going to have my own little garden. And so that, I love the ownership of that too, um, of growing pretty things and, um, having, I've just been thinking about that so much lately, especially, especially just with some things that are going on in our lives. Just, just having a space that is, um, just filled with peace and beauty and, um, I feel like our lives are just so chaotic and I, I don't know, just, there's just so much going on. And I, mean, I was having a conversation with someone this week just about the mindset of people, especially over the past couple of years, mm -hmm. um, has just changed. Absolutely. The, like the anxiety mm -hmm. and the depression and the, like all the things, um, have just done some damage to people, I think. Yeah. And the way that we interact with each other is different now. And, um, and I don't like it. Like, you know, it's, it, it just, it's kind of disturbing to me. And so figuring out how to, to bring some, some beauty, I think beauty is yes. a really good, I mean, mm -hmm. it came from the creator. I believe it's something that we should ponder on and we mm -hmm. should enjoy, um, and I think the garden is just one of the most beautiful places, um, right. it can be anyway. So, um, yeah, so I think that's that, me seeking beauty is, is really, and, and just seeing what I'm interested in and what I like to grow. Although I think I am kind of a lazy gardener because, um, I told Adam 
that, I mean, I'm like studying these things. Like I'm studying the little fact sheets on all the things that I have planted. And, you know, I'm like, this one wants more like a higher pH, you know, level. <laughs> this one wants sandy soil. This one wants rocky soil. This one wants um, rich soil. <clears throat> and I'm like, I'm just going to plant them and see uh -huh. what happens in the soil that we have. Yeah. And, not, and Adam's like, um, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> and I'm like, um, well, we're going to try it. Because yeah. I don't, I just, I just can't see myself going out there and being like, okay, this one needs a little bit of this. I will put this right here. You know. I know. I don't know. That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I plant the seed and I'll, I'll, David laughs at me because I'll talk to the seed and, you know, like, do what you were created to do. <laughs> you know, and, um. In the soil I put you in. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Exactly. And I was thinking um, recently, last year, I had all these big plans for my garden space and because there's stumps that were left there. And I was like, oh, you know, and I read about people having like tic-tac-toe boards on stumps made out of rocks, oh, yeah. you know, and mm -hmm. I was going to plant flowers. I was going to have all this cool, like a sitting area mm -hmm. and none of that happened. Yeah. Like it wasn't the the beauty that I um, saw in yeah. my, you know, had mm -hmm. envisioned, right. but it was fruitful. You know, mm -hmm. and I was like, you know, that's a lot like our lives sometimes. It's not how we envisioned it. <laughs> yeah. But if we're abiding in Christ, it's fruitful. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. That's true. My garden area may not be beautiful. We were talking about um, the fellow you follow. Uh, is it YouTube? And he has all these different. He has a writing garden. He has, oh, yeah. Monty Don. He's amazing. I was like, does he have a cinder block <laughs> garden? Because that's what I have. Yeah, you could name it the cinder block. So, yeah. Be fun. yeah, it's beautiful in its own right. That's yeah. exactly right. <laughs> yeah, Adam Funny. makes fun of me with Monty Don because me and Sawyer watch him every day when I'm putting Sawyer down for a nap. I'm like, do you want to go watch Gardener's World? And usually he's like, no, because he knows that's nap time coming. But he loves it. He'll sit down and he'll be like, that was. Mm -hmm. Sounds know? awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. <sighs> yeah. Um. Okay. So you, you asked us a question. Now we're going to ask you questions. Okay. So we had, um, well, I'll just start with, we had a, a listener. Yeah. I was going to say a viewer. They, they're not viewing us. They're listening to us. We had a, a listener question um, a while back when we were going to do this podcast episode about compost. And um, like, I think compost, people make it very technical. Mm-hmm. And I think it scares people from doing it. And and you always tell people, like, you should have started your compost yesterday. You know, yeah. like, if you're waiting to start compost, yeah. don't. Just start it today. Like, yeah. you know, um, so tell, like, just tell them how we do compost and and encourage them in, in doing that. Because I think it's so important to have a compost bin. Yeah. Well, what <clears> you <throat> just said was, like, kind of general information about gardening anyway. Mm -hmm. like, things take time mm -hmm. and planning. You know, compost takes a year to, to break down. Mm. It's like planting a tree. It takes a long time. And gardens like that, too. You have to plan. And then a lot of gardening is done in the winter and in preparation, you know. Or you're not going to have that beautiful space that you're, that you're wanting. So. Mm -hmm. But for compost, um, the main thing is that it takes quite a bit of, like, dead material. You know, grass clippings or leaves or wood chips or you know things like that newspaper any of that stuff that's called brown material or, de or dead material it takes quite a bit of that mm -hmm. that's kind of step one you need to have a pile of something somewhere mm -hmm. leaves 
whatever you can get. I mean, because it, it takes a ton. I mean, you see ours out there. How much have we put into that? Oh, gosh. You know, if we could see the amount of dead mm -hmm. material that has gone into that thing, it would be a, a mountain. Mm -hmm. so but it does break down. It takes a, a yeah. lot. Um, but our, our method is pretty simple as long as we have the material. Um, we just start with a pile of wood chips or whatever, and then we start putting um, the green stuff into it, whether that's green grass clippings or kitchen scraps or um, garden plants that were no good. Or um, For ours, it's mainly for animals, animal waste. That, that's manure, and it's uh, scraps from the processing, and it's dead animals that... We find on the side of the road, or that you know didn't, yeah, any didn't of, make it any here of our or animals, yeah, go in there that have died. Yeah. So, and once once you have a pile of stuff going like that, it, it just keeps um, it keeps it hot, so it keeps it around you know 150 to 180 degrees inside that pile, and that heat and those bacteria and everything that's in that pile just de starts to decay, mm -hmm. it just causes it to decay. Like an animal, uh, an animal carcass can go from looking like an animal to looking like dirt in a matter of two or three weeks. Mm -hmm. That's if it's amazing. A, if it's a, a good hot compost pile. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, the bones take longer to break down. but Yeah, and we just have a, you just made it like, well Ours now. Ours is just a pile. Yeah, it was like pallets that were kind yeah, of stacked started, up as a box. Mm-hmm. But now it's just it's just a heap out there. Yeah. That's our compost pile. Yeah. So Yeah, I mean I, I started with a the idea of having bins, so have separate pallet boxes and start mm -hmm. with this one and then move it to the next one and because mm -hmm. it does need to be turned. Um, but our neighbor has a skid steer and so when he, whenever he's over here for whatever other reason, I just have him to turn the compost with the skid steer. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot easier. But it's not like you don't go out there every day and turn it or anything no, like that. I've no. seen people like very regimented about like yeah. this is when we turn our compost and stuff like that. And it's just, we can't follow stuff like that. It's just, yeah. you know, yeah. it's much easier than I think people make it out to be. Yeah, that's so. probably better. I mean, if you want to focus on compost, it does need to be turned yeah. quite often. But... I mean, ours may get turned twice a year, you know, mm -hmm. or something, so it's not And very... you'll take a pitchfork out there sometimes and, you know. Yeah, I have turned it by hand. Yeah. Um, we just had our chickens around it, and so it's all spread out again, mm -hmm. so it, it does need to be piled up. <laughs> yeah, chickens time. love a compost pile. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> And the dogs, thing. I'm looking out here, the dogs are in it right now. They're yeah. just out there digging through it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can have a, flo a flock of chickens in a compost pile and not have to feed the chickens. Mm. Yeah, ours provides uh, fishing bait for sure. I mean, there's tons of yeah. worms. It is unreal the amount of worms inside of a compost pile. Mm -hmm. Even in the wintertime, because it stays warm, you can just turn over the top six inches and there's a shovel full of worms wow. right there. And they're, they have an important job, right? What? Yeah. What is their... Talk about worms. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're breaking it down. They they eat all the stuff and then poop out the, the castings, which is um, fertilizer, basically. And then they're also tilling the ground. So they... Aerating natural... Just think about millions of worms in the size of this table right here, mm. all doing this all the time. <laughs> you know, um, they're basically tilling the soil. 
under under the top. It'd be neat to take a like a cross section of the garden out here, you know, mm -hmm. cut down and where you can see in, into the side of it, just see all the little see what holes. Doing. And, yeah, that would be uh, neat. Yeah. yeah. I got a picture of that somewhere in one of my books. Mm. It shows that where you have mole holes that have tunnels, basically, mm -hmm. and you have all these ants and things that just make all the holes in the ground, mm -hmm. and that provides places for roots to go down mm -hmm. and get down to the water. Mm -hmm. It works together. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you till it. Right, and that's what <laughs> I was going to ask you because that's um, I remember coming here and kind of doing this. Was it last year asking yeah. you questions yeah. when I was really getting into it, into gardening and um, the importance of covering your ground? Yeah. Um, so, would you mind explaining why you use that approach of covering your ground and not tilling? <coughs> yeah, I guess I was introduced to that to uh, covering the soil from the back to Eden gardening method. Have you seen that? I have. Yeah. His name is Paul. Spouchy or something like that, mm -hmm. but um, he lives out west. I think it's Washington State, but he has a, a garden. It was basically an orchard, like an apple orchard, that he just piled up wood chips in for the last twenty years or something. And uh, that's where I was introduced to not tilling and you know covering the ground. Um, so when you till, you you break up all that stuff that the worms and the ants and the moles and everything you, you tear all that up so um, it makes them go somewhere else because mm -hmm. they don't have it's not a good habitat for the, the things that live under the ground so um, yeah to do it you just just cover it with cardboard or tarp or leaves or wood chips or whatever you have and um, it's amazing how soft and basically tilled that ground feels after a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't do it now and expect to plant in a month. And, yeah. you know, and it, it's something that takes months or years to, to come to fruition, you know. Mm -hmm. So tilling is easier, you know. I, this year, we've got some new spots where we're going to garden, and it was just easier to till. And so I plowed it up and like our potatoes, I mean, I hated to plant them that way, but uh, we t we're going to use the tractor. We tilled it up, and we're going to cultivate with the tractor, and because we just don't have enough uh, organic material to make the places mm -hmm. big enough, yeah. you know, because we were relying on this for financial reasons. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to have quite a bit of an area. The tilling can be easier, but you just have to look at it as tilling is robbing from the soil which is what we're doing, you know, if you're tilling, you're taking all the nutrients out and you're you're basically killing that spot over time. Whereas if you're just adding compost and you're adding organic material, you're that's going to be there forever. You know, mm -hmm. you're, you're adding to the soil. So we just do the best we can. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and going back to like, like the leaves and things, like mm -hmm. we, I mean, taking opportunities <coughs> to collect leaves, we've got like a little leaf collector that, we put behind our um, lawnmower or yeah. whatever we're using, four wheel or whatever, mm -hmm. and it'll it's a lawn sweeper and it'll sweep up the leaves and um, we do that at neighbors' houses and <laughs> and relatives' houses and here yeah. and everything um, just to be able to collect more of that matter to go on the garden yeah. spots. So 
it's definitely harder. There's a lot more planning and work involved than yeah. going out and buying a tiller and a bag of fertilizer. You right. know, it's, uh, mm -hmm. That is a lot easier and quicker. But yeah. You just have to change your mindset to, we want this to be here long term. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I want my grandkids to go plant something without right. having to do much. So it's it's more about that than it is. Mm -hmm. And and the uh, the health and nu nutritional value of the plants is a lot better. Mm -hmm. So that's that's a huge benefit. Mm -hmm. I was just gonna say something too about just I think more people are are trying to figure out how to do this um, at their own homes, just with the state of the world um, right now, and like you don't have to have a tractor. You don't yeah. have to have a tiller to to do this, and you know gas is crazy, and yeah. so you know it takes gas to run this this equipment and everything. So if you can figure out how to do something more organically, then right. then I think that's always helpful. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and it takes time. I mean, you should if, if it's what you want to do, you should start now. Mm -hmm. Like our garden out here, we've been working on for six years, just adding to. Mm. So things go away if there's no gas if there's no this kind of thing we can still plant out there right. for years to come mm -hmm. without without any input mm. other than the leaves that fall in our yard in the, in the winter time yeah. so mm -hmm. rake those up and put them on there we're good to go awesome mm -hmm. did, did you talk about tarping did you talk i don't think so okay do you want to talk about that <coughs> i can okay <laughs> because i think it's kind of funny um you know we have we have a neighbor who was, what, was he plowing up a spot for his garden? Yeah. And he saw just, I don't even know how big those tarps are that we have out yeah. there. 100 by 100. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Our yeah. field is full of black tarps, yeah. you know, on the ground. And so he's over there plowing up his garden, and he calls Adam, and he's just like, um, what you doing over there? Yeah. Like, what? Am I doing something wrong? You know, yeah. like he wanted to know, like what yeah. what should he be doing? What yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and he, you know, and you know, everybody does something different, so it's not like we're doing it the right way or anything like that. But I just thought it was funny because he's just like, "What do you know that I don't know?" And um, so we do put tarps on our garden spots before yeah time yeah. to plant, mm -hmm. so. at least a month before it's time to plant, and that allows the soil to heat up, and it also yeah. causes the weeds to germinate. They die under the tarp. So we use um, billboard vinyls. That's mm -hmm. the least <laughs> expensive option. They're just used billboard signs. Yeah. Um, but they also sell uh, silage tarps, which is what those huge ones are. Mm -hmm. and they cover a lot more ground, and it's they are heavy, but it's uh, you can get a lot more done. Right. But. For someone on a small scale, one, just one of those billboard tarps would be a plenty. It's mm -hmm. 14 by 48, mm -hmm. so that's uh, quite a bit. Mm -hmm. you know. And you can probably find somebody in your area that, that sells those. They're yeah. just used billboard signs. Yeah. We found someone. You find them on Craigslist yeah. or any mm -hmm. of these sites that, that sell them. We use cardboard. Mm -hmm. We use cardboard in our in our raised bed. Um, and that's... I made that when lumber was so high. It may still be high. I don't yeah. know. I'm sure everything's high. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we had leftover cinder blocks from where, um, I guess they had too many for our foundation of the house. And so I just 
made a raised bed out of those. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. not the prettiest thing, but I would put I put cardboard on the bottom and then the soil and the compost on top, and it's done really well just using cardboard. Mm -hmm. yeah. But then I got a hold of some tarps mm -hmm. um, this past fall from um, David's family. Um, they had some, and it's amazing. Yeah, like mm -hmm. how it just takes yeah. out the weeds and. Um, Trent was helping me pull it up. Was it last summer? There's a big old king snake under there. So you know, you don't know what you're gonna find under well, there. But yeah. found snakes in the too. Yeah, rats. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was working in our high tunnel up up in the field yesterday, and it's never been tilled. Like it was a pasture, uh -huh. and I put the high tunnel up, and we planted tomatoes last year, but it's been tarped all winter. Like I tarped it in December or something. And I pulled the tarps off yesterday, and I have a wheel hoe, and I was able to plow a six or eight inch furrow to plant yeah. our plants in with the wheel hoe. So pushing mm -hmm. it through there, and the soil wow. was loose enough to it's do that. Loose. That loose. And I mean, with an unplowed field, that's pretty hard to do. Mm -hmm. To take a hand tool and make a yeah. ditch, basically. Yeah. So. Um, I ended up covering it back up. I made those furrows uh -huh. and put my amendments on, and then I covered it back up. And I'm going to cut little holes and plant into that, I believe, mm -hmm. so oh. that, to keep it all covered. Yeah. So I'm not battling the weeds all summer. And yeah, we've never done that before, so we're going to try that method this year. It's we're still, we've been doing this for what six years here, and yeah. it, every year we do something different, just yeah. trying to figure out what, what would yeah what would make our our load easier yeah. because. I mean, summers are hard around here. I mean, this is our, our income, but um, yeah. it's a lot of work and a lot of management. You know, not even just the harvesting. It's yeah. most of the work is the, the management of the weeds and the um, pruning. The and, and the water. Yeah, watering and all that stuff. So that's what takes the most time and energy. Um, so, yeah, we're going to try the whole leave it covered and plant into the, yeah. plant into the plastic pretty much. So, yeah. yeah this year so we'll see yeah. I was just gonna say you know for someone listening that um, like brand new to all of this what would be your suggestion on how to get started maybe they don't have a lot of space maybe um, or what what crop what what would be best to start with like brand new gotcha. beginner gardener um, what would be your suggestion yeah well, any of the, the summertime vegetables are fairly simple, the squashes and cucumbers and the pumpkins and things like that. So if I were just starting out, I would either find something you love to eat, mm -hmm. you know, or start with one of those, a squash or a cucumber. And so maybe a month or two before planting time, get something and cover up a spot, whether it's cardboard or or a piece of tin or whatever mm -hmm. you have laying around and then when the weather starts warming up and there's no uh, frost there's no chance of frost coming which here it's mid-april is about the end of the frost and the freezing it's supposed to be yep you pull that pull that covering off and then just plant your seed right into that where wherever you pulled it off and then you can take some leaves or straw or hay or anything and just put around that spot to keep the weeds yeah. from growing up. That's the easiest way. I remember uh, a couple years ago we planted a bunch of squash right out here and I had started the seeds in the house and uh, we had a bunch of old hay 
and I spread it out in a spot and then raked back a little hole and planted those plants into there. And that was the best squash we ever had really? in that spot <laughs> because it, it smothered the weeds. And so it allowed the squash to get, uh, get a head start on yeah. everything. And once the squash was big enough, they shaded the weeds out. So, mm. so you just gotta, it's, it's, it's like a little baby, you know, you have to <laughs> mm -hmm. give everything a little head start and, uh, and they kind of fend for themselves. Yeah. So that's what I would do if I'd never grown anything. I would, and you wanted to grow in the ground, squash is pretty easy. Or pumpkins. But you may not like squash. Yeah. So, <laughs> don't plant it yeah. if you don't want to eat it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you can if you've never grown anything, you can also just get a, a pot and put some garden soil from Lowe's in it uh -huh. and put a tomato plant in there yeah. and, and keep it watered. I've seen, um, on Gardener's <laughs> World, I've seen Monty Don um, grow potatoes in grow bags. And I think, I mean, you can probably grow a lot of stuff in grow bags, but yeah. they're just like these, I don't, I don't know if they're plastic or some sort of other material, mm -hmm. but um, but they have handles on them and you just yeah. fill them up with your with your compost and you know, soil and yeah. mixture and then and plant into those and um you could just take a bag of, a bag of compost from Lowe's and cut a slit down the middle and plant something into that and it'll hmm. grow just fine <clears throat> maybe poke some holes in the bottom of it yeah and it'll it'll grow yeah um <clears throat> i know you told me something the other day um that i always think about and i have to remind myself of when my plants are dying, but you said, um, things want to grow. Things want life, you know? <laughs> and, um, and so it's true. I mean, we have, we have stuff, <laughs> we have stuff growing like in our, I mean, in our little starts out there, we have mm -hmm. like all kinds of things growing. And I mean, it's just like, I thought that, I thought that some of our plants were goners and so I put them in like a coal pile of, of all the, mm -hmm. the stuff that wasn't going to be planted out. And they just sat out in the sun and the rain in the elements. And they look beautiful now. And I'm like, those are the throwaway uh -huh. ones. The ones actually planted aren't doing that great. You know, it's just the craziest thing. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. uh, what's your favorite thing about gardening? Hmm. I don't know. I would say how it how the soil has gotten better over years over the years. It's just rewarding to yeah. see that. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably the main thing. Mm -hmm. How how that's that one thing has made everything better. Like we don't have pest problems in in those spots. Mm -hmm. We don't have fertility problems. It holds water, so we don't have to water as often. Mm -hmm. So it's it's um. Every year, I've noticed something a little different. Mm -hmm. You know, like our, we we mainly grow tomatoes, and our main garden where we've added every year, we didn't have any tomato hornworms. I found zero. Yeah. And in the new spot last year, that was once a week at, at night. I would have to go out there <laughs> and find the tomato hornworms, mm -hmm. and they're right beside of each other. It's just plants send out a signal. That I'm not doing very well. I'm, I'm weak. Know, yeah. yeah, come, come attack me. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it was the same plants planted at the same time, uh -huh. but the spot where we've added two every year, we're fine. No tomato hornworms in the spot that was new. 
that we're working on, we had we had some. So it's, uh, yeah. I mean, that's there's something to that, mm -hmm. you know. Right. That reminds me too of you were talking about people plant sacrifice plants. Yeah. Um. So tell say talk about what that like. What are the sacrifice plants or like yeah. are there certain plants that people make yeah. as that? I don't know specifically. I haven't done much research on that. Okay. But just from what I've noticed here, like it's hard to grow eggplant because they get eaten up by something. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Little holes in them. And, mm -hmm. So I think eggplant would be a good sacrifice plant. And that you just plant the, plant a row of that beside your crop you're wanting, hmm. and all the bugs will go to that and stay off of your your other That's stuff. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's sort of like companion planting, <clears throat> where you can plant some stuff that'll kind of send out uh -huh. smells or pheromones or whatever to repel stuff. But uh, with a sacrifice plant, you're expecting the bugs to come there and eat that. Right. And it's. Um, yeah, it's an interesting thing. Mm -hmm. So you could do that in a spot that's new somehow. You know, if you have a tractor or whatever, you could just till up a little mm -hmm. spot and not expect to get anything out of that. Just mm -hmm. plant some things that you won't eat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I had never that's heard of that sweet. until the other day, and you yeah. were saying something about the eggplant. I think if I plant some eggplant, a sacrifice plant, it's like, oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is interesting. I like eggplant, though. I want it to, I want it to work. Yeah. Well, we had some last year that did pretty good. Uh, it was we grew grew it in where the compost pile is, so I'm assuming that's why. Mm. Yeah, that's true. So bugs can be an issue for your plants, but what about deer? Do y'all have any trouble with deer coming and eating your plants? Yeah, we used to until we put a fence up. You got a fence yeah, up now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We've got a hard yeah. fence all around our property now, so we don't have all the yeah. pest problems that we used to with the big. The big, you know. Yeah, we used to deal with deer and, and pre predators for our animals. Mm -hmm. So we put up a fence, which was a huge cost, but it's been worth it. Yeah. And that, that another thing about fences is you really don't want a fence in your garden. Like, here's my garden and here's the fence, you know, yeah. around the garden. Because it limits your access right. to the garden, you know. If you're going to put up a fence, it's better to fence in a bigger area where you already are, you mm -hmm. know, in your garden, so you're not, it just limits when you have to go inside of a right. fence, and, you know, even here, we have a fence around our property, but where the gates are, I don't, like, I drive around the whole fence now, when I could just go through the gate, mm -hmm. you know, it just, it just limits your access. Right, yeah. So, I know it costs a lot, but it's, um, it just makes it hard if your fence is exactly the size of mm -hmm. a garden, it just it more challenging. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you have a little raised bed or something, you know, you might can do something a little different. Mm -hmm. And I know everyone's finances are different too, mm -hmm. so yeah, you just have to do what you can. At the old house, we had that orange uh, safety fence. Oh yeah, remember? I do remember that. Mm -hmm. It was uh, like that those <laughs> ugly orange fences, uh, like they put it at construction sites. Okay. Or yeah. <laughs> yeah, we put that around the garden. Yeah. And it was a pain. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Cause it would get tangled up. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, just didn't, I didn't know if you had learned any tricks besides the fence to keep deer out of your garden. or you No. Just... I haven't. I think electric electric fence works pretty yeah. good. That's probably the most mm -hmm. e economical fence. Yeah. We did that with our okra last year. We, had, we actually had one strand of electric and then one strand of yarn. 
just around yeah. that. So that worked pretty good. They still got in and ate some, but help cut it back. Yep. Yeah. I know there's uh, like cayenne pepper can help. Uh, there, they are, there are some natural sprays Spraying. and things that will yeah. deter them. Okay. Um, but I've never used any of that. I'm, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. That's, that's too much maintenance. For yeah. <laughs> that would be a lot for y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you would probably have to do it every day. Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. The only other question I had, I had uh, what is your favorite part of gardening too? Oh. But um, just... How do you see the Lord's hand in all that you do? And um, if He's, you know, taught you any lessons through all your years of gardening and experience? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's pretty basic. I mean, it always comes down to, you know, it's my job to plant the seed and, mm -hmm. to, and to care for it, and and He provides the rain and the. The, the soil and you know all the bacteria and all that yeah. stuff I, I have no control over any of that so <laughs> it's it's always that it's kind of humbling to just stop a minute and think of how little I'm doing mm -hmm. to grow this plant mm -hmm. so it's that and then then you also think about you know the scripture about planting you plant it into thorns and mm -hmm. um, forget the exact words you plant it in the thorns and then you plant it into the rocky soil and it doesn't grow but if you plant it into good soil you know it's going to come right. come and have fruit a hundred times over or whatever so those those verses always come come to mind for sure i think what really opened my eyes with gardening was the back to eden method just listening to that guy talk this made sense you know yeah. he was i remember him showing uh planting potatoes and he just said uh, he was growing potatoes conventionally or whatever, and it just didn't feel right. And one day God said, "We'll just put the best one back." So he, mm. the way he does potatoes is he'll have a potato plant, he'll dig it up and take the biggest, best one and dig a hole and put it right back. Huh. So yeah. um, those little things that he says, it's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And and like God told him one day that. Um, look out in the woods do you see me tilling up the ground and you know mm -hmm. tearing things up and and like no that's that's not how i grow things that's not how i plant so mm -hmm. why don't you try to follow my <laughs> yeah, example right. you know so that those kinds of things open my eyes really to a different way of of gardening because mm -hmm. god god is a gardener yeah. he started the whole creation with a gardener right. you know with putting man into a garden and Telling him to work it and keep it, so I don't know. There's something to that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just one of those things that's it's in everybody. It is. You know, because it's, we're made from it. Mm -hmm. He took the dust out of the garden and made a man. You yeah. know, I know everyone's interest is different, but at the core of your being, you, you have to eat, and mm -hmm. food comes from the ground, that's and right. we came from the ground, so. It's all connected. Mm -hmm. And that really speaks to people, too. Like, I'm, I'm just thinking, as you're talking, I'm thinking about the the fellow that came here to get some milk from us a few weeks ago. And I wasn't here. Um, but Adam said, we talked for, like, two hours. Like, we, they had never met mm -hmm. each other or anything. And Adam was just talking to them about, uh, or talking to him about those things, like the, the, the connection with the yeah. ground and, and, 
I mean, he was absolutely like enthralled, you know, and it yeah. was something like he had really, I don't think he had ever really heard from it mm-hmm. before anybody right. say something like that. Um, and so I even spoke to the man, um, recently and this happened probably at least a month ago or so. And, um, and he was still talking about that conversation he had with Adam. And so I, I don't know, there's just so many seeds that mm-hmm. are being planted and yes. people just in, in talking about the garden. I mean, in, yeah. in showing them how to do things and, um, you know, I think about our friend Jessica Sowards and just how many lives she's touched just by showing people very basic things mm-hmm. about yeah. what what it means. You know how to how to start seeds and um, and she does a lot of devotionals as well in the garden because that is I mean it's just a beautiful yeah. place to to really talk about God and yeah. see God and um, that kind of thing. So yeah, it's fairly simple. It's not very complicated. Right. It's just, I think we just have to be humble and and just step back and ask, are we, are we doing the wrong thing here or is there a better way? Mm-hmm. Because there is. There's always a better way. Isn't that the way God is, though? He makes the gospel simple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's when man gets involved and his ideas, his ways kind of gets complicated yeah <laughs> we yeah. complicate yes. things <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah good. we've gotten good at, at working hard at the wrong thing yeah yeah that's true so it doesn't it doesn't sometimes it doesn't feel feel wrong because we're working hard at it <laughs> it's got to be right if we're working we're, you know. <laughs> but sometimes you just have to stop or, or yeah. it's usually it's usually from someone else's speaking you know it's usually someone else's yeah. word yeah that the spirit just says this is this is not wrong mm-hmm. so specific spiritual something I would say no it's more of a general mm-hmm. you know. his hands in all of it yeah mm-hmm. every bit of it even even our desire to do what we're doing in the garden you know even the desire to plant yeah mm-hmm. and and to see the harvest and to get mm-hmm. excited about the harvest that's coming and, yeah. and the waiting, even in the in between time, he's in it all. It's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. I remember when I first learned about all this, um, I was using the tractor and it just started feeling wrong. Like I was out there, like it just <laughs> became hard work to use the tractor and to cultivate and to, mm-hmm. it was just difficult. Well, Joel Salton uses some pretty harsh language for tilling up a garden, you know. Yeah. What does he say? He, raping, raping oh, the, yeah. the ground. Yeah, you I know? remember reading yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, with anything, when you when you are doing something that you've always done, just going back to the intentional living that we always talk about, when you talk about you know, when you start thinking about it or you have that nudging in your spirit that like something about this is not quite right, you know, then it's hard to, it's hard to ignore it anymore. Yeah. You have to. So speaking of planting, I know, um, Tori just said something about planting and I had almost forgotten to tell y'all because it's been so long since we've talked that Tori and I actually have created, um, a little t-shirt line with, uh, she said I did. Well, we collaborated on that. Um, and 
we have just going back to our talk about the Proverbs 31 woman um, and Tori, um, I think, I hope she will post something on our um, Instagram that she had posted on her personal Instagram that was just so beautiful. And one of the t-shirts actually has that, um, that exact quote that she um, had written on the back of it. And it was just beautiful about all the ways that we could plant into the lives of the people around us and our homes and everything. And it's just beautiful. So we've got a couple of those shirts um, that just say she plants on the front of them. And, um, and then we also have a Hello Homemaker podcast uh, shirt as well. So you can um, visit the link that I'm going to put in the show notes here, and that will take you to our product um, page on Bonfire, and then you can order your shirts, and they'll be shipped directly to you. Uh, and we appreciate uh, you supporting us in that way in our podcast. And uh, we just thank you hun, for um, <laughs> joining us today and talking about gardening stuff. I know you love talking about gardening. It's, he's a hard man to get to like actually sit right. down for a few minutes. So, yeah. Yeah, so um, we appreciate your time and yeah. wisdom because <laughs> yeah. we know that you're busy. So we yeah. appreciate it. You've got 400 tomato plants to go plant. <laughs> Yeah, he's yeah. going to go plant on today. Yeah. yeah, he's going to go plant in the high tunnel today. So, yeah. um, it's a good rainy day for that. So, but mm -hmm. thank you for thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. It's been fun. <laughs> All right. Well, um, we will talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, if you get a minute, if you'll go and give us a five star review uh, on Apple Podcast and leave us a review so we know um, what you think about the podcast and we will read your review in a future episode. Talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this conversation and we would love to invite you to leave a rating and review on your podcast platform of choice and we look forward to talking to you next time.